Pentecost is the word, where we get the word 50 from. And it celebrates the fact that 50 days after the resurrection, God caused the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which was the birth of the church. Aren't you glad for the Holy Ghost? How many are glad for the Holy Spirit? For many of you, the Holy Spirit is, is you, you, not someone who you're intimate with, who you know well. And so this morning, I want to talk to you today. I want to, I've tied this message, the Holy Spirit in an age of rage, because how much we need him now. We need his power. You know, Jesus said, uh, don't do anything until you receive power from on high. Right now, if there was ever a time when our nation needs an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it is certainly now. You know, God's answer to a world that's hurting, God's answer to a world that's fearful, God's answer to a world that's anxious and angry and divided is an outpouring of His Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that we need it now. The early God, Jesus told them, He said, don't do anything until you receive power. So they went into the upper room and they began praying. How many have been praying since the coronavirus? Some of, you have, some of you need to start praying and turn off the TV and turn off the thing and start praying. Because I want you to know the answer to what we're facing is an outpouring, is an infilling, is a move of the Spirit of God. And so he told them, don't do anything until you receive power from on high. And I'm reading in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, uh, beginning, Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Isn't it good to be together? Come on. And suddenly, say suddenly. You know, God, I, this is what I love about the Lord because I don't care how bleak things look. I don't care how bad it looks. How you know God can turn it around? You know, we often sing that song, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. How many believe in God? He's going to turn it around. Listen, I just want to share you some good news. How many you know that they announced yesterday that uh, for the first time since the coronavirus, there was not one new case in Louisiana. Come on, give God a praise. I believe he's turning it around. He's turning it around. I'm telling you, God is moving in response to prayer. But suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the blowing of a violent wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rest on them. I love the fact that, you know, how many know fire? Fire is always symbolic in the Bible of purifying. We see that the devil is motivating and, and causing people to, to give over to anger and burn things out. But how many know we need the Holy Ghost fire? The fire that comes burn and begin to purify our hearts and cleanse our lives. A fire that will move out everything that's not of the Lord. And I believe that God wants to afresh pour out his Holy Spirit fire. And the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other, other tongues. Anybody here filled with the Holy Ghost? Anybody thank God for the Holy Spirit? Let me just tell you, God's answer to a world in crisis, it hasn't changed. The Bible said Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just like on the day of Pentecost when they were, when here were disciples who were fearful. Here were disciples who, who, who were, who were, uh, 
once had cussed and denied Jesus, but now all of a sudden because of the Holy Spirit, how you know that came a power that they didn't recognize, a power that gave them boldness, a power that caused all fear to go. How many you know I believe that God in a world that's so full of fear, in a world that's so full of uh, 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 that, that where there's so much pain and hurting, how many know the answer is still the same? It is the power of the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen in here? And so I want to share with you how you and I can experience the Holy Spirit in this age of rage. I, 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 I've sent out a handout to you, so if you don't get a handout, uh, you send us your email, and we, we instead of now passing out handouts, we, we email it to you. So if you're not on our email list, then go ahead and, and uh, give us your email at the end of the service. But anyway, I want to share with you three things that, the, that Jesus taught us about the Holy Spirit, how you and I can receive and experience the Holy Spirit in this age of rage. First of all, let me just tell you, he said in John chapter 14, I'm speaking, of, I'm reading Jesus' words about the Holy Spirit. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he might abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Listen, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. How many of you know him today? Listen, for he dwells with you and he shall be in you. Listen, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Aren't you glad we're not alone? Anybody glad that, listen, Jesus said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. When he, when he left, he said, I'm going to send another helper, the Holy Spirit. The word there is the Greek word parakletos. It denotes the word helper. It denotes the word a counselor. It denotes the word a comforter. One, uh, it's another word for the Holy Spirit is an advocate one who pleads on our behalf. He's also an encourager. You know, Jesus promised that when the Holy Spirit would come, he would be our constant companion. He'd be the one to help us. He'd be, listen, if there was ever a time that we needed help, if there was ever a time we needed guidance, if there was ever a time we needed counsel, how many know we need it now? And Jesus said, when he, the Holy Spirit, come, he will guide you. He will help you. He will empower you. Let me just tell you, here's the here's one thing, the one challenge about help. How many of you got to ask for it? We must ask for the Holy Spirit's help. I, I, this scripture took on a whole new meaning. In Luke's, in Luke's gospel, Jesus said it this way in Luke chapter 9, verse 13. He said, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek. And you will find, knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receive. And everyone who seeks, find. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Listen, which of you, of, which of, which of you fathers, if a son asks for a fish, will you give him a snake instead? Or if he asks an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit 
to those who ask. You know, I, I've often, let me just say, that scripture became alive to me this past week because I realized that, how I many you know, God wants to uh, give you and I the Holy Spirit for every situation we face. You know, sometimes we are, we're, we're in a whole new norm. We're going in areas we've never been before. And how I many you know, sometimes we don't know the way. But how I many of the Holy Spirit said, listen, Neil, all you got to do is ask and I'll be, I'm there. The, the worst thing in the world is to have help available and not ask for proud and independent that, you know, we want to do it on our own. We want to figure it out ourselves. And sometimes help's available, but we just don't ask. How many times people have lifted heavy loads and hurt themselves because they simply didn't ask for help? Have you ever hurt yourself in an accident because sometimes it was a job that required two people but you try to do it on your own. I want you to know right now we're facing situations in our nation and we need the Holy Spirit's help. And I want you to know if you and I are going to experience uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, how many know you got to ask him? You know, you got to invite him daily and you got to say, Holy Spirit, help me. You know, I've learned that there's nothing too special. Big or too small for the Holy Spirit. How I many know He'll help you to be a better husband? He'll help you to be a better father. He'll help you to be a better employee. How I many know every area in your life? I want you to know if you'll ask the Holy Spirit, He's available. You know, there's a song that says, Oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we do not take it to the Lord in prayer. You know, how many times? Uh, it says, all, all, what, what peace we often forfeit. How many times, a lot of times, we don't experience the peace because we don't invite the Holy Spirit to come and help us. And I believe that as never before, we need to invite him as never before. Let me just tell you, uh, it's been amazing throughout this pandemic. You know, God hadn't changed. He's still in the business of saving. He's still in the business of moving. And, you know, I've, I've been saying in every crisis is an opportunity to reveal that Christ is. Let me just tell you, when we pray, the Holy Spirit will give us answers. When we pray, the Holy Spirit will give us direction. How many know the Holy Spirit is here now? He's resident. But how many know you got to invite his help? Can I have an amen? One of the challenges that we have sometimes is that sometimes we don't like the help he wants to give. Because how many know the Bible says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As high as the heaven is above the earth, so are his ways different from our ways. And I've learned that sometimes, you know, we, 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 we sometimes would rather consult the professionals. Can I have an Amen. <laughs> Sometimes it's amazing that at a time when the world should be looking to us to give the answers, we're looking to the world. Come on, something is wrong with that picture, Judith. I want to tell you, it's because we're not inviting the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you and he will guide you in all truth. Can I have an amen? Listen to it. That's why we don't have to live in fear. That's why we don't have to live, live uh, being, being concerned about what's going on. If you'll learn to invite the Holy Spirit, how many know he will guide you? You cannot have an amen. You know, another reason why we don't often ask for his help is because sometimes, how many you know, we, we, we don't want that. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes we don't want the advice and the direction that he'll often give us. Especially in, I'm speaking in light of right now, this, this, this racial and this hostility that's going on in our nation. 
I realize that sometimes we do not ask because we do not want the answer that God want to give. I've learned that sometimes some people like their demons. You heard that, Brother Joe? Some people like that. Some people like holding on to their anger. Some people like holding on to their rage. Let me let me give you an example. You know, uh, I'm grateful for Coach Tony Dungy. He's a powerful man of God and loves the Lord. And Coach, T- I-, I posted this post. Listen, Coach Dungy wrote this recently. He said, "Listen, we are divided racially, politically, and social economically. Listen, and Satan is laughing at us because that is exactly what he wants. How many of the devil is about division? Can I have an amen?" Dysfunction, mistrust, and hatred helps his kingdom to flourish. What is the answer, he says then? He said, I believe it starts with those of us who claim to be Christians. We have to come to the forefront and demonstrate. Did you all hear that? We got to come to the forefront and demonstrate the qualities of the one we can we claim to follow. I want you to know the only way we can demonstrate the, the, the one we claim to follow is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, listen, the same works I do, you shall do also. And even greater works, I want you to know. Listen, I want you the Holy Spirit has been made available to us, but we got to want it. He goes on to say this. We can't be silent. We can't go forward with judgmental and bitter spirits, we need to be proactive, but do it in the spirit of trying to make things better. And it can't be just black churches. It has to be all churches taking a stand, saying we are going to, to, the, we are going to be to the forefront of meaningful dialogue and meaningful change. We have to be willing to speak the truth in love. But we have to recognize we're not fighting against people. Look at somebody and say, we're not fighting against people. You got to realize that it's a spirit. Say it's a spirit. The Dayton and his kingdom of spiritual darkness. And he then quoted, quote, concluded in the words of the apostle Paul, do not be overcome with evil but overcome evil with good. Paul, quoting Romans chapter 12, uh, beginning at verse 19, he says, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I shall repay. He said, Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Let me just tell you, this whole racial uh, divide, I want you to know, sadly, a lot of people would rather burn buildings than, than, than let the Holy Ghost fill them with his love. It's getting quiet in here. Let me just say, I, 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 I posted that and somebody replied over, over the internet. Listen to what they say. Oh, yeah, I get it, but that's easier said than done. That's right. Listen to what they say. He said, every, he, they go on and quote, every action has a reaction, a cause and effect. It's a boomerang that will happen regardless. The devil is alive. Here, here's, let me just say, uh, uh, he went on to say, everybody ain't saved and, and, and built to be pleasant. So, so you get what I'm saying? He goes on. This was somebody replying. People, people just want to be respected. I want you to know the reason why a lot of times we have the problems we have is because we want a Jesus that sides with our ethnic agenda. I want to tell you something clear. He's not a black Jesus. 
He's not a white Jesus. I want you, he's a Jesus of the Bible. He didn't come to take sides. He came to take over. Can I have an amen? And God is not going to get on your agenda. Can I have an amen? And if we're going to win in this battle, we're going to have to invite the Holy Spirit who comes to give us love. Listen to what the Bible says. Jesus has torn down the wall of hostility. He's brought together. Listen, he took, the Bible says well, there, was, there was hostility between Jew and Gentile, black and white. But how many know when Christ came, he tears down the walls. Can I have an amen? And if we're going to walk with Jesus, if we're going to be full of the Holy Ghost, then we got to tear down the walls. Can I have an amen? That's for you can't be spewing hate and division and anger. One of our members, I, so I, I, I pray for him. She said, Pastor, you know, I know we're supposed to love and forgive, but right now I'm so angry. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Look at somebody and say, that's why we need the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will give us the power to forgive. The Holy Ghost will give us the power to love. The Holy Ghost will give us the power to not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Somebody will thank God for the Holy Spirit. Come on, listen to what we're seeing, and it, it, it's a tragic because many people who are claiming to be Christians are caught up in the hate, are caught up in the violence, even justifying it. I'm telling you, that is so far, the, the Holy Spirit will never contradict God's word. And I want you to know that, listen, he hasn't changed. If we're going to win this battle, it's going to be because we, are, we choose to do it God's way. Somebody say amen. I'm going to do it God's way regardless of it, whether it's popular or not. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. I want to ask you the question, have you been asking the Holy Spirit for his help? Have you been asking the Holy Spirit to guide you? Have you been asking the Holy Spirit to empower you? Because I want you to know that if you'll ask him, he will make available everything you need. He'll be your comforter. He'll be your helper. He'll be your strength. He'll be your counselor. Come on, everything you need, he'll give you everything you need. But the Bible says you have not because you ask not. How many know it's never before we need to ask God for more of the Holy Spirit because Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? How many want more of the Holy Spirit in your life? It comes by asking. It's come by seeking. Secondly, listen what the Bible says. If you and I are going to experience more of the Holy Spirit, we must learn to abide in His presence. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, that's what that word abide in the NIV say, remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do something. What does it say? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen to me. The word abide means to remain. It means to live in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It is a learning to practice the presence of God. Let me just tell you, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, it says, 
Do not be drunk with wine, wearing excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. I want you to know you can always tell people who are spending time with the Holy Spirit because you know why? They're going to they're gonna be at peace. I want you to know, you know why? If you're spending time with the Holy Spirit, you're going to have love. If you've been spending time with the Holy Spirit, you got joy in your life. The reason why some of you don't don't have the joy is because you haven't been abiding, you hadn't been resting, you haven't been remaining in Him. But if you'll live in the constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I want you to know if you'll abide with Him, then you will begin to let me just say, His fruit will begin to flow through your life. The Bible says it this way the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, is joy, is peace. It's patience. Anybody need more of the Holy Spirit today? Listen, it's, it's goodness, it's kindness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, and it's self-control. I want you to know, it's amazing. Listen what I've noticed. You know, he said it's the fruit of the Spirit. Notice he didn't say the gift. Fruit means it, it got to be planted. It got to stay. It got to be watered. It means you got to, you got to stay grounded in him and I want you to know if you're going to have the Holy Spirit flowing in your life if there was ever a time the world need to see people full of the Holy Spirit it's now but I want you to know if we're going to experience the Holy Spirit in the age of rage I want you to know we got to learn to abide we got to have constant fellowship I want you to know one of the things I'm just telling you how to do it most of the time, most of the mornings, you know, there's a temptation to, to the first thing to do to pick up your phone and, 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 and see what's on social media or see what's on the news or see what's a, But you know what's the first thing I do? Because the Bible says, let me just tell you, the way we get filled with the Holy Spirit is by uh, being, filling our lives with the Word of God, filling our lives with praise. So this is what I do the first part of every morning. I turn on my Bible. And I begin to start reading. You know what? And if I'm too tired sometimes, then I, the good news is because of you version, you can start listening to the Bible. And you know what? As I begin to fill my mind with the Word of God, the Bible talks about how the Word of God will, 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 will come in. It begins to give us a peace. It begins to give us, a, 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 you know, we begin to see things from God's perspective and not the world's perspective. The Bible says, and let the, the, let the, it says, let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Say richly. I want if you will let the Word of God dwell in you richly, I want you to know it will begin to cleanse. It will begin to wash and it will begin to renew. You know what I didn't? I often do after I spent some time in the Word? I get on, I get on uh, YouTube and I then put on some William McDowell and I begin to start worshiping God. Oh, we need a move of God. Oh, we need revival. And I begin to start worshiping God. I want you to know by, by the time uh, 7, 8 o'clock, I'm so full, I'm ready to go chase the devil with a water pistol. I'm telling, let me just say, because if you will fill your mind with the word of God, if you'll fill yourself with the Holy Ghost, then you will walk out and you won't be full of fear. You won't be full of doubt. You won't be full of, of, of what the world says. And the reason why... Sometimes people are not at peace is because they're not abiding in the Holy Spirit. They're not resting in Him. Let, 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 me, let me just uh, encourage you. Let me, uh, this is what Corrie Ten Boone, she was uh, in world, during World War II, she was, went to a Nazi, uh, was, was sent to a prison camp 
in, in Nazi Germany was treated cruelly and terribly. But listen what she said and she wrote. She said, if we look to the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look to God, you'll be at rest. I, I, should, I should read that one more time. I'm going to say it again. If you look to the world, you'll be distressed. You know why so many people are distressed right now? They say right now we have an epidemic of stress and anxiety and fear that's coming. You know why? Because they're not looking to the Lord. They're looking to the world. If you tune in to CNN and MSNBC, and you're going you're gonna to be distressed. If you look within, you know why? We have an epidemic of depression. People have been shut up in their homes. They don't know what to do. They're feeling depressed. They don't know what to do. But I want you to know, listen to me. Here's the answer. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look to God, you'll be at rest. I, I, I'm telling you that the key to you and I experiencing the Holy Spirit in the age of rage is learning to abide in Him, learning to rest in Him, learning to, learning to stay planted in Him. The Bible says in Psalms 92 verse 12, it said, The righteous will flourish like palm trees. They will grow like the cedars of Lebanon. Why? Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of God. See, when you get planted, look at somebody and say, you got to be planted. I want you, when you're planted, I want you to know you're going to flourish in the things of God. And know, you know the amazing thing about fruit? God will often use people because of the fruit of the Spirit is such as like this. That you know what? Uh, in order to grow in love, God's going to send some unlovely people your way. In order to grow in kindness, God's going to put some unkind people in your way. See, anybody can talk about the Lord when, in, a, in a vacuum. But I want you, if we're going to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, we got to be connected in relationship. God uses people to grow us and develop us. I, I want you to know, during this quarantine, I want you to know, being, being with my wife, I've grown a whole lot. <laughs> Anybody can testify. Anybody, anybody can testify being at home. How many you know you, you, when you're with one another all the time, it will test you in a way that never been tested. But how I many you know God is bringing, God is developing us, and he's growing us in the things of the Lord. And I want to just say to you and I, listen, experiencing his, un, his if you're not experiencing his, un, his, his abiding presence, listen, if your lives are empty and void of fruit, it's evidence that you have not been abiding. God has not changed. God has not changed. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's what I love about the Lord. The church has survived pandemics. The church has survived disasters. The church has survived famines. You know why? Listen to me. When you understand that, listen, the world is changing but God is forever the same, and we can depend on him. We can rely on him. His word is true, and I want you to know that because of that. And so today, if you're not at peace, if you're not experiencing his rest, is a sign that, listen, that you haven't been abiding in his presence. I made a note of this. Listen what I wrote down. If you don't sense his presence and don't hear his voice, then guess who moved? It's not him. Sometimes we, we're so busy. Sometimes our lives are so rushed 
we don't take time to rest in him. I want you to know, I can't live without him. I can't move without him. We sang that song, in him I live and I move and I have my being. I want you to know the key to, you know what, you know, I've had peace throughout this whole situation. You know why? Because I've learned that if I'm going to have peace, i got to spend time with him. Because, you know what, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is peace. You know what? I, I've learned, listen, I can't be the kind of man I ought to be if on, on, unless I'm spending time with him. You know where that love comes when, when your love runs out? It comes from the Holy Spirit. You know what? I can't be kind like I ought to be when the world around me is becoming unkind. But you know where that kindness comes? It comes from the Holy Spirit. And everything you and I need in this age right now is in the Holy Spirit. Come on, give God some praise because the Holy Spirit is still present. If you've gotten away from him, listen to what James says. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. If you've allowed sin to crowd him out, then I want you to know that you can receive the cleansing. God wants to give you and I peace. Jesus told us that, that in these last days, there would be plant famines. There would be plagues. These things would happen. But he said, don't panic. Don't be troubled. Don't be alarmed. God is still here. He's still in control. He'll still give us the victory. And I want you to say, lastly, as I close, and this is so important because I want to tell you, I've, I've said often, and we're living it right now, we're not waiting on the move of God. This is the move of God. We're not waiting for God to move. This God is moving. In times where, this, where the Bible tells us clearly that the light shines the brightest in the darkest. I want you to know, God says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen. I want you to know that in times when it seems dark, in times when it seems that it's desperate, that's when God does his greatest work. And I want you to know that crisis is an opportunity for God to show his power. Jesus said in Luke's gospel, in Luke chapter 21, he began to talk about how there's going to be persecution and how there's going to be famine. He, then he goes on to say in verse 13, but it shall be an opportunity for you to tell them about me. How many know there's never been more opportunity right now than right now? I mean, let me say, right now is the best time ever for you and I to tell people about Jesus. If you and I are going to experience more of the Holy Spirit, I want to just, as I close, how many want more of the Holy Spirit? How many want to experience His power? Then let me just tell you the key. Some of you didn't raise your hand because you don't want the Holy Spirit. But I, how many of you really want more of the Holy Spirit? If you want Him, don't raise your hand if you don't want Him. Because listen to if you want Him, listen to what He says. Listen to what He says if you want Him. Jesus said, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Listen, hear me carefully. The last recorded words of Jesus are right here. It's his final authoritative saying. In other words, it was the thing that was most important to him. Listen to what he says. You receive power to do what? To tell people about me. They're to start right where they are in their home, 
in that workplace, in that neighborhood. We have the greatest message the world is waiting for. In a world where there's chaos, we have a message of peace. In a world that's divided, we have a message of unity. In a world where so many people are lost and without hope, we have the message of hope. In a world where people we must tell them. We have a message of forgiveness. But how I many you know we must tell them? We must tell them. Jesus said the these things I've spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I've loved you. In verse 26 he says, when the counselor come whom I send from the Father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. I'm going to say it again. If you and I want more of the Holy Spirit, if we want to experience the Holy Spirit, then we got to be willing to obey Jesus. See, some of you, you're more concerned about what people think. You're more concerned about what your classmates think. You're more concerned about what your friends think than what God thinks. They're going to die and go to hell because you're so worried about being cute. Because you're so worried about, oh, well, I want to be fit in. But I want you to know that there's a world that needs to know Jesus. Let me give you an example. Yesterday I was in line in Walmart. There's never been a time when people are more open to God. There was time, this particular gentleman, I know him. He's loud, obnoxious, uh, uh, very ungodly young man. But I want you to know, right now, God has a whole lot of people's attention. And it just so happened, he was right in line, right behind me in Walmart. And I could tell a whole lot of people right now, their world has been shaken. Their whole world has been shaken. Listen to me. And I begin to tell him, I say, well, I say, you know what, uh, uh, right now, because so many people have died, he's had loved ones to die. I say, people are faced with the reality is that, you know what, life is short. Death is sure. People are wondering, where, where, where will I go if I die? And I begin to tell him, I say, you know what, it's time that God is trying to turn people back to him. And here is a person who would have normally been uh, very adverse, normally would have been very uh, uh, argumentative. He was saying, you're right, Pastor. He said, you're right. He said, that's what we need. I said, bro, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I want you to know right now people are more open to Jesus than ever before. People are more open to want to know the Lord. And I want you to know that the purpose of the Holy Spirit on this day of Pentecost, the reason why the Holy Spirit was given is to give you and I the power to be a witness I'm reading this last scripture that I close. When the, when the disciples were threatened, listen what they prayed. They said, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak the word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of the holy child Jesus. As I close, I want to ask you an honest question. Do you want to get, have, do you want more of the Holy Spirit so you can be a witness for Jesus? Do you want his help? Do you, do you want, do you want to experience his peace as you've never done before? Do you want to be used of him to tell others about Jesus? Right now, there's a world that, let me just tell you, if there was ever a time where our world, God has our world's attention, is right now. And we need to be telling them the message is Jesus. 
If you're here today and you say on this Pentecost Sunday, you say, Pastor, I want to experience more of the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit in this age of rage. Now I want you to just stand right you are. If that's you, say, God, I want that. Don't stand if that's not you. But if you're saying, God, I want, I believe that right now, this is what the world needs as never before. This is what we need. Jesus wants us to be people who will be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need his power. We need his presence. This is Jesus' last word. Let me just tell you, there's a world that's so hungry. They're looking for answers, and it's Jesus. I'm telling you, it's Jesus. God has given us a platform. Instead of, instead of uh, uh, filling Facebook with all yourself, tell them about Jesus. Tell them about what God has done in your life. Tell them about how he gives you peace. Tell them about how he gives you joy. Tell them about how he saved you from your sin. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be using every avenue God has given us to tell people about Jesus. Just slip your hands up if that's what you want right now all over this place. Father, we thank you. I'm speaking to all of you in your homes. Those of you who are watching via social media, I want you to know what the but what the world needs right now is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They need to see God's people endued with power who are being a witness for Jesus. Just say this prayer with me all over this place. Say, Lord Jesus, you said ask and we shall receive. You said seek and we shall find. You said knock. And the door will be open for everyone that asks, receives. And he that seeks shall find. And him that knock, the door shall be open. God, I'm asking this morning for more of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're my helper. I'm asking you, come and fill my soul. Flow out of me like a river. Cause life to be changed. Holy Spirit, use my life. Give me boldness. Give me your power so that I might be a witness for Jesus. I receive right now. Fill me now in the name of Jesus. Right now, I receive. In Jesus' name. Now let's just give God praise all over the place. Come on. Just thank him. Come on. Don't, don't listen. Don't work it. Come on. Just